I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Right here on 1049 The Horn, 512 Friday. That means we play jams from very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in the live music capital of the world. My man Patrick lets you know exactly how you can do that. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is actually a collaboration between Jelly Ellington and the Lagoons. And both those guys are actually touring around right now. They're going to be in town on Monday at Antone's. I like Jelly Ellington. Jelly Ellington. That's a great name. I've seen him before. You've seen Jelly Ellington before? I've seen Jelly Ellington before. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty. That's that's good. I don't even know what. That's, you know what? Yeah. All right. You got a different life outside of. These walls. So where you I'm see? Telling you, man. I know you. Downtown, like, like sometimes man. I'll I'll run into somebody because I say Hart knows every damn body. I'll run into somebody like, man, you know I used to work with Hart. I'm like, you used to work with Hart. How many jobs this dude had? You know what I mean? Like, I was like out he's there, a man. Pro ball, he's a pro ball player. I've uh, been in the game. We know he coached, we, he coached half of the children yeah, in Austin. Coach and stuff like, okay. It's like, okay. It happens to me actually way too much. Not, not that everybody worked with him. I'm like, oh, man. I, I hung out with Harge just one time. I'm like, you hung out with Harge too? Like, <laughs> where does he get this free time? He's got a family. He got it's kids. really not that free, Doc. It's really not that <laughs> oh, free. Oh, yeah, it's true. I keep it in moving, man. Uh, I keep it in moving. All right. We're going to talk some Texas baseball. They're keeping it moving, too. Right now, they're up in uh, Stillwater uh, getting ready for their matchup versus Oklahoma State. Oh, Craig, wait up there. I've got to text Craig. Yeah. I, two reasons I need to text Craig. I want to text him, number one. Ask him when he was when he fell out of his chair calling the Elite Eight game, so we can play the game oh, about man, when yes. during the broadcast we Craig Wade fell out of his chair. So that's one reason I got to text him. So I might do that now. I'll do that later. No, right. do it. No, do no it. I don't want to so do we, it. No, we get him on the show because he's at the ballpark. I know. I, I don't. He's I don't wanna, listening right now. By is, the way, if he's listening, you then know he's text listening. me, Craig. Text me. Hit me up. Yeah. Uh, but I, I want to text him about that. And then I'm a little upset when they never told me he was in these movies. Yeah, for we can get all those answers. And he never told me that he was in like he was in multiple movies about cults. Yep. And I'm like, what? Yep. I heard that anyway. Way too much uh, stuff. But still, uh, also, I want to uh, ask him if he went to our favorite fried chicken joint up there. Yeah. Um, in Okarchi, Oklahoma. Mm. It's near that state. I don't know exactly where this Craig knows where it is. I think he flew up with the team unless he drove. If he drove. No, no, he flew, flies up. And sometimes, like, somebody, like, he's uh, you know, yeah, he, he got knows, friends yeah, everywhere. That's right. He knows he everybody. That, exactly. He knows everybody. He, yeah, he's like you, so he'll have, like, a friend Wait, there. What? And then, yeah, <laughs> and then he'll, they'll plan something and plan some lunch or dinner, and then he'll go with them. So I wonder if, yeah, that if Craig is going to our favorite. I don't know. I think it's Aishin's Fried Chicken Bar. I think that, Okarchi, that sounds about Oklahoma. right. I'll never forget it. That sounds about right. It's plastered on my soul because yep. it was some amazing fried chicken. And that yard bird wasn't seasoned at all. I'm telling you, not yep. seasoned. 
And I, you know how I am about my season. You know why black folks are about our season. And it wasn't season. No, it was just juicy. Yeah, uh, uh, there we go. Oh, it's amazing yard birds. Still to this day, think about it. Anyway, obviously. Okay, anyway, but those are things I wanted to text Craig Wake about, and I will. But he's up there in Oklahoma uh, getting ready for the Texas Oklahoma State game. We'll have our man Harge break that matchup down for us a little bit. And we'll get into some Texas Spring football nuggets yep. here as well. Uh, before we do that, uh, you can always be a part of the show. Specs Text Nine is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Bavis in the Twitterverse. My man Harge at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse and Patrick Davis said it's Patrick Davis. We did talk a lot about uh, Major League Baseball opening day. Got into how impressive Megan the Stallion was, throwing out the first pitch for the Astros. Amazing. Got into the bad luck mojo of having Marky Mark uh, save, you know, play ball. That was his bad mojo. That's probably lost the game. A lot of people were mad at you yesterday, too, because what? you were talking about the streak. Everybody was texting me, like, stop him! Stop him! Oh, they're mad at me about the streak. Not mad at the Astros for letting Marky Mark <laughs> save play ball instead of letting yeah. I know Mattress Mac or J.J. Watt or any of the other Houston related icons. They yeah. let this guy, this East Coast guy do it. Nope. You don't think that actually brought hey, bad mojo on the Astros? You know, I sometimes that's how it works, man. Yeah, Come on, and blame me. I'm just up here doing my job. All yep. right? That guy <laughs> had no business being, throwing, being in the Astros uh, ceremonial all right, festivities. There it go. He, he, there was one thing that wasn't like the other, and it was Marky Mark. There, it was like, oh, Megan the Stallion, that's yes. great. And it's, it's like, and Marky, what the, Mark Wahlberg. That's why we needed Bum B or Paul, Paul Wall doing it. Thank I you. agree. Come on, man. I agree. That's ridiculous. All I'm right, anyway, you. we talked about all that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did not talk about this Anthony Rendon story. Oh, my Can gosh. we talk about that just really quickly Please. before we get into these spring Please. football nuggets? So I didn't even know this was a thing. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about it in the break. So Anthony Rendon had a uh, interaction, a a heated interaction with a fan. With a fan, a fan, you know, as everybody always thinks, just because you pay for a ticket, you have you feel like you have the right to say and do whatever you want because you purchased the ticket. But one thing that we never, everybody always believes you got the freedom of speech, but they never talk about the reaction that you have to deal with with your freedom of speech. So, yes, you are free to say whatever you want, but are you prepared to deal with the smoke afterwards? So yesterday some fan was talking trash and called him out of his name, and Anthony Rendon saw the fan. And the funny part about the fan I in the video. I love how he how the fan looked. Well, not that's only that. Out, he remembered. Oh, that's, the like, buddy, right there. that's right. And that's then him. the buddy was pushing the fan closer to Rendon. Hold like, on, hey, get close. Like the the fans, buddy? Hey, get the fan, close. The, the, friend, the fan's friend? Yes. Oh, that's stupid. Yes. You're an idiot. Yes. So oh, he's, he trying, was like, he's trying to get the video, though. Yeah, he was like. the video comes from the fans, the fans' side, so it's somebody videoing it from his exactly. side, one of his people. Exactly, one of his people. And they want to go viral. Right. So they're, they're, they're idiocy. All right. right. Played that's, a part. Yes, because they're just trying to be the focal point of attention. But I'm with you. Um, I, I, I don't. And the NBA is probably more proactive than any other league. Very when much it comes so to right now. And some people would say the NBA might be a little p- too proactive uh, when it comes to kicking out fans who are – I don't know, being openly disrespectful yep. um, and sometimes you know, just dropping offensive terms uh, while disrespecting players. And, and listen, I know there is a fine line. I do believe the, the, the fans should be able to heckle. Yep. All right. But what's the line between heckling and 
at essentially being offensive. Yes. And crossing the line of being disrespectful and offensive. What is that line? I, I actually don't know. I, I know when you start dropping slur when you when you start using profanity and then mm-hmm. you venture into using stuff that could be considered offensive or slurs, then you definitely have crossed that line. But I guess profanity would be the start of it. Right. Because if I'm like dropping MFers on you and talking about, and some people I, I, in, in, the, in the NBA, it gets crazy because they talk about your girlfriends and your that's wife the thing, and stuff. That, that, that's the thing. That should be off limits. That's, that's like, the come thing. on, man. Those are mob rules. You don't mess yeah. with the family. That's, 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 that's where you start going against it. Don't be it. talking about my, mom, my mama and my wife yes. and my daughter. No. Yes. Don't yes. go there. I agree with you 100%. But the one thing that I always say, man, is like, if you were going to talk about it, you got to be about it. And if you're going to be able to deal with, oh, they need to, they need to have tough skin when they're dealing. No, they don't. No, they don't. You do not need to go out there and be able to talk. Yes, can you boo? Do that. I'm saying, but if you, yeah, if you want to do, if you want to do that and say certain things, cool. That's fine. That's fine. But when you start calling people out of their name and then they see you, you got to deal with the repercussions of that. Because if you did it on the street. It would be a totally different story. I was with Mark Henry the other day, and he always talked about the fact, he said, when people always walk up to me and they always like, hey, Mark, and they hit him on the back, that's assault. Like, if he turns around and hit one of them, they trying to sue. Because well, he would, he say, I don't he, would he would separate their shoulder. <laughs> he said, all of, my, all of my stuff is not for free anymore. He said, I don't fight for free no more. That's exactly what he said because now it costs him. No, it's just because he's so big. People assume, oh, I can you no. know, be aggressive or abrasive. Why are you so touching yeah. somebody? No, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, I, I, and I've always said it's kind of similar to what you said. You know, obviously, freedom of speech is a bedrock of a – a, you know, a free society. Right? It, it has to be uh, the bedrock of a free society. Um, and I think for for a people, all right, for a you know a group of citizens like us, um, when we are blessed enough to have free speech, um, the burden of free speech is for us to be responsible with it, right? And to be responsible with that free speech about how we address each other, how we talk to each other, and knowing how powerful uh, and inflammatory. Yep. Right, language can be. We know this. Yep. We we act like we don't know, but we know because we know exactly. we're being passive aggressive with our our significant other. And we know when we drop the way we say something and the way we drop a word here and there. We know. Oh no, it 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 it, uh, it comes across a little differently. Exactly. Right, it's perceived differently. So we, I think we should just be more responsible with our speech, especially when you're heckling people. You can heckle. Yeah, you can tell him you're trash, but don't call him out his name. Yeah. Don't say you MF and trash. Exactly. (laughs) And there's a couple rules. Like Like Bill Burr said, there's certain ways you can say certain things. You MF and piece of trash. It's different saying, you're a trash. You're trash? Heckling. You MF and piece of trash? All right. Yeah, now now you've got a problem. And and I'll say, like, if if I'm going to watch a game and I know I'm going to get into it, because I'll watch it in my house, because I understand I can watch it there. I'll go to a bar where it's all adults. If I go to a game, I understand there's kids around me. That they, that other people don't want that. I get where I'm at. Yeah. So yep. I get. I look. I can do this, and they can throw me out because it's a business. That's and true. freedom of speech dies at the business level. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, we can't cuss on the air right now. No, we we'll can't. get fine. So we can we can say provocative things. I can, but as hard as I got to deal with the company. Exactly. You, you got the freedom but of speech. I'll be, I'll be when you're, when you're, but on the other side, when you're trash talking somebody, my rule is always: if I'm going to say something in a game or whatever, it's nothing that I wouldn't say if I was playing them one on one. 
I like that rule. So that's fair. it's something that's that fair. I can say that to them. It gets competitive. Yeah, because you're yeah. like, I, I mean, like you trash talk enough in basketball yeah. when you're playing. You talk, and I was never much of a trash talker. I always talk people up because it threw them off way more. <laughs> like I tell them how great they were and stuff. You're, really the nice, them, you're the nice. Oh, tra- yeah. You're the nice. Tra- because I was way better at it. I was way better at being funny and can make them laugh and then steal the ball from them than, than uh, if I tried to talk bad. That's great. But like that would be the thing. Like if I could say this to a guy and say it funny enough and say it in a way that he wouldn't punch me immediately, then I'm fine saying it a game. Yep. But if I want to say something that's literally just to be mean, and there's no like there's nothing to it, then what's like then I should get beat up. Because that's the that's what happens when you say things like that. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a great point. Because and I don't know about you guys, but I listen, I've been in fights before. I've gotten beaten up before. I uh, and I, I it's do, part of the struggle, right? It is. I think it's just part of it. You know, got in fights, getting beat up. Where I'm from, it happens. Um, I think a lot of people who are in these situations that are you know obviously crossing that line we're talking about, they just ain't been beat up, right? I mean, it really because you understand, like, hey, this could put me in a situation where I, this confrontation where I can get into a fight. Agreed. And if I get into this fight, man, I could get whipped. Yep. Like, it could happen. Whether they're smaller than me or whatever, it could just happen. It happens like that. And I just think yep. enough people just ain't had their butt whipped. Yeah, that's a they lot just, of people that ain't got their butt whipped. Yeah, you 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 think about things a little differently when you've been in fights and you've lost. Yeah. I think a lot of people these days, we've avoided fighting. You should. You shouldn't be fighting. That's not good. Um, but also, when you don't have any fights, you also never get your butt kicked. And if you never get your butt kicked, you view the world differently. A lot different. Mama, you, you, your you, you mama tells you that you're special yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you talk differently. Like, you puff your chest out differently. Nah, you, you're a lot more humble. Uh, when you get into these confrontations and responsible with the way you speak to people, when you've just been, got your butt kicked. Yep. And it's happened to me before. It has. Saying the wrong thing to the wrong person. Yep. All right. I thought I was tougher than that. I'm not. All right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm I, not I saying that it lesson. to you exactly. no more. Exactly. I learned yeah. that lesson. So I just think that's, that's partly what's happening with America. We live in a society where, and it's good, we don't get in a lot of fights. Uh, we shouldn't. People shouldn't be bullied. But we used to stand up to bullies. That's usually part of how you end up fighting because somebody went to bully you and that kind of thing. So I get it, but that's also part of it. You get people like this, these keyboard gangsters, yeah, who now have gone from the keyboards to real life situations and believe that that's how life works. And it's like no, yeah. life. You you might get punched in the face. Yeah, like, false like, sense <laughs> of hope. Like we all we all kept coming up. You know, when you be line stepping, be like, let me see how far I can go. <laughs> yep. and you're line stepping. And then all of a sudden, you're like, that was the line. Yeah. I know the line. <laughs> that black guy was the line. Yeah. I didn't know what the line was. I, they taught me very easily where the line was. And now people have just been pushing the line for years. Yep. And then they go up against a professional athlete. You're like, that is the wrong guy to be. You are way past that line. Exactly. Yep. That's what I'm saying. When I, 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 I remember, there's a good point about the line stepping. I remember getting in fights for dumb stuff and then later on learning, like, hey, I defused that situation. Even exactly. if it's somebody I know I can beat up. It doesn't matter. It's not about no. that. No, no, I, defi- I want to defuse. I'm defusing. You, because you have matured. Well, yeah, and I've been in fights before and got whoops. Like, yeah. like I, I don't want you to get beat up. I don't right. want to get beat up. So let's right. diffuse this thing and right. keep it moving. I yeah. So people don't do that enough. Let's try to learn some, you know, learn some life lessons here from like the Rendon situation. When keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. Or your mom should say, your mouth writing a check, your butt can't cash. My grandpa used to tell me that, hey, be careful when you go over there and talking to that boy. I seen him for a while. He good with them hands. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's part of it. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some Texas football uh, spring nuggets here. Some Texas spring football nuggets. Uh, a couple of them. Shout out to uh, Inside Texas. Got some of these from Inside Texas. They do a really great job. We have so many. I say this all the time. We, we really 
really all lucky. Uh, we have like a, like four or five great uh, organizations, companies that cover Texas football. Yep. Makes our job really easy. So shout out to Inside Texas, who will get some of these reports from them. And shout out to my friends over at Horns 24-7, Orange Bloods. They do a really good job, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just got some great organizations. So anyway, uh, while I talk Texas football, I just want to throw that out there. Um, spring football nuggets. My man Chip Brown had a couple, and so I'll get to those as well. But have you seen save the picture that, Insta- that Inside Texas put on their Instagram of Save Young Red? Strong. Ooh. Strong. What has he been doing this yeah. offseason? He was hey, he, he motivated. They the told same. him they told him he gonna play running back, so he said, Okay. Yeah, he he's, here we go. Yeah, he's uh he looks different, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He does I mean so he I obviously I think he put on some muscle mass to deal with the wear and tear of playing the running back position, but there's a physical transformation happening with him. And I wasn't sure that he was a guy that could be a versatile weapon. Mm-hmm. I know people have thrown out there, oh, could he be a Debo Samuel type weapon for Texas? I don't think a Debo Samuel really exists. Uh, really, I don't think it exists anywhere. I think he's like one of those ultimate unicorns. But just looking for position flex and guys who can bring versatility to the offense, he's definitely that guy. Like I said, I, I hate to bring up the Debo Samuel thing because, I mean, he's the best off positionless offensive player in football. Yeah. Uh, you can't just be comparing everybody to Debo Samuel. It's so, yeah. so disrespectful. It's, it, well, it goes yeah, back everybody to everybody. Is. Everybody's looking for a comp, right? Exactly. Everybody's like, always yeah. have to be compared to somebody. Yeah. And it's like, can he just be Savion Red? Exactly. Savion Red, who's a who's a a position flex guy. Yes. And I think he can talented guy. Yeah, I think he can and will be that. And by yeah. the way, he's been getting glowing reviews. Yeah. First of all, to short choice, uh, I saw uh, Jerry Hamilton talk, uh, talking about how to short choice um, had a lot of praise for Savion Red. Um, Jerry Hamilton also talked about his footwork is really good for a guy switching from wide receiver to running back. And I know he was actually running, you know, third and fourth string running back. Uh, but even Alex Dunlap over at Orange Bloods mentioned that Savion Red uh, made a lot of plays with the third team offense in the open uh, in the open scrimmage last weekend. Yeah. So it's a lot of talk. I, I, I got to tell you, out of all the players in spring, he's top three to four right now in terms of getting the most buzz this spring I, I would, football. On the offensive side of the yeah, ball? He's kinda, absolutely. Yeah, exactly, on offense. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball, absolutely. And and every time we've heard something about him and talked to some of the people that have been around uh, the University of Texas during that time, everyone keeps saying, he pops, he pops, yeah, he pops. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Like, he pops, and it was like okay, and that's something too. You know, he that's why he was so frustrated on the sideline a couple times, especially against Oklahoma State. He was sitting there trying to figure out why we're not trying to get him the ball. I do. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was it was an intense conversation on that sideline. Between him and Marion. Right? Yes. Yeah, was, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. That was that was strange. I remember we we never got to the bottom of it really, but no. I think you might have hit the nail on the head. He's, yeah. he's like, hey man, I can I can I can I make can some plays out of it. Yeah. I can help I can us. Make, I, our passing game is struggling. Yes. I can help. Give me the ball. <laughs> Give me the ball. Uh for my man uh Chip Brown over at Horns twenty four seven. I was doing a good job. He had his insider report. Got a couple of different sources. He piecemealed some stuff together. Uh one of his sources says Colton Vasek will end up being really good as an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs so, to add muscle. Right now, I just think he's they, they believe he's kind of skinny. It's and coming, he is. He's just he's still a baby. He's coming out of high school. Yeah. Man. That's a different weight program. Not taking anything away from what Westlake does. We hear uh, about some of their workouts and what they're able to do, but you know as well as I do, you were strong in high school. You get to college, you're not as strong as you think you are. 
and then they get you on that different weight program, and then you got to see your strength. So once he gets that strength going and that lean, he's going to be just fine. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that too. And it, there is a, I'm saying a void, but there's an opening. Yep. Uh, at that defensive end position opposite Baron Sorrell. Uh, also, my man uh, Chip Brown throwing out a little updates about the the running back position. Jaden Blue, his sources say, better than I thought he'd be. Um, also, C.J. Baxter will be good once he has some more time in the system. Remember, Sark also remarked that C.J. Baxter was one of these standout early enrollees for Texas. And, I mean, starting running back right now, I think it's projected to be Jonathan Brooks, but it won't. Texas won't just have one guy carrying the can't the load. No, workhorse running back. I Cannot. Say. It'll be a committee it, of sorts. By committee for sure. Um, so there's that, a lot. There's a big void to fill for the two guys that left. So you're gonna have to find multiple people to try to give you what those guys gave you last year. Yeah, and, I'm and like, somebody can emerge. You're right. You know, I, what I'm yeah, the right season goes on, somebody can emerge. But coming out of the blocks, you're gonna need multiple people to try to equal what we saw from those guys. Totally agree with you. And, you know, I'm hoping somebody emerges. But even when you had Bijan, the best running back in the country, you still used a ton of Rojo. Exactly. And I think that was a smart move by Sark. Uh, So he gets into uh, some QB uh, updates here. Say Quinn Ewers is looking good. Nothing spectacular, but no big mistakes. Say he's just kind of been consistent. I, that's what that that to me that even though that's not sexy, that's not a really you know blockbuster headline. Um, no big mistakes shows me maybe you're getting consistency. Yep. The problem with young players is they their baseline right. They don't have one. <laughs> right. You're always searching for that baseline. Where baseline is the consistency of performance and productivity. And young players, they're like on a roller coaster. You know, sometimes they, they, they hit their ceiling or at least they tap it for a little while and flash. And then they show you what potential they have. And then you also get those performances where they bottom out, where the basement is still really deep. But the, the, the ceiling is really high. What you want to do is, as a player, what you want to do is uplift your basement. Right, uh, you want right. to improve your floor so that your floor is not so deep. And that that's that's all about your baseline of performance. And right now for Quinn Ewers, that's what you're looking for. Because last year, that's what we saw, right? Oklahoma, yep. oh, Alabama first quarter, amazing. And then you get to those performances like Oklahoma State, like, oh, man, that looked like that was, he was struggling a little bit. Then you mm-hmm. get to uh, our Baylor performance, like, oh, he's struggling, or TCU. But then you get to the Washington game, and it looked like he was a little bit more consistent. Yep, That's what you want, baseline of consistency from your young guys. That's the biggest thing that you want from those guys. Yeah, so hopefully that's what you're getting. Uh, he's also said quarterbacks Malik Murphy and Arch Manning did okay. Um, also said his second-team offensive line looked like they gave up some pressures. That second-team, uh, really the, the, the first rotation, I don't know what it's going to be, seven, eight players on the offensive line. I expect that group to be – you know, really one of the strengths of the team. You start looking at you, you return the entire starting offensive line, and then uh, I'm hearing guys like Cam Williams is stepping up. He's a 6'5", 360-something offensive tackle. And Sark said that he is making a push yep. for a spot in the top five. And you hear um, Neto, um, who I, if I say his 
last name, I'm going to screw it up, so I don't even want to disrespect the man like that. Uh, but he's cross-trading at guard and tackle, and that's a guy that they're talking a lot about, too. Um, and he, they want him to compete at that guard spot along with guys like Hayden Connor. So in addition to your five you got coming back, I think you should expect two. Hell, DJ Campbell. Yep. All about him. Um, don't don't do that. Uh, exactly. Like he's it, there's a lot of people think he's gonna win the, that right guard spot uh, before it's all said and done. Yep. And so man, that rotation should be eight. Yeah. Should you should be eight deep in terms of your you feel like guys who can give you starting reps. Yeah. And you can just take your best five. I I, I like that. I like that. Take your best five and and the fact now that we can look at this team and say. All right, we can actually have a spring game because you provided so much depth. The mm-hmm. names that you just gave us have now emerged. So when they're going on April 15th and we're getting a chance to watch these guys go, they're going to be able to show up and fans are going to be able to see the growth that a lot of these guys have now shown in the practices. Uh, yeah, speaking of the uh, practices, apparently in that last scrimmage, um, a lot of praise for the wide receivers, apparently, according to my Hello. man Chip Brown. Says uh, Xavier Worthy had a long TD catch, but he also had a couple of drops. Come on, man. He, he's still trying to get his hand right. Yes, right. Man, come on, still man. Don't, right. I mean, you got to strengthen that I hand. Yeah, that's all it is. Got to strengthen that hand. Yeah, I got to walk around mm-hmm. with those uh, those strength oh, those balls. Grip, those yeah, grip yeah, balls. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, A.D. Mitchell, they said, is, is playing really well and looking good. And Jontae Cook and DeAndre Moore. So they, he's saying that. You know, they will rotate receivers this year because they got four guys uh, that they believe, at least with that group of receivers, that can really uh, make a difference, mm-hmm. really be impactful. And that's considered the outside receivers pretty much. Jay Witt has to, I'm going to say, has it locked down, but he is the slot wide receiver. I mean, he better be. Yeah. Um, and they say Isaiah Nayer didn't pick, take part in the scrimmage. I think he's still recovering. Still so, dealing with some stuff. Yeah. So wide receivers look good, man. They could be the strength of the team and the defensive line. No surprise there. Also uh, got a lot of praise from man Chip Brown in his insider report saying uh, if they had to pick a standout on defense, it'd be the entire defensive line. Talk about it. Uh, say That's what we've been saying yeah. for a while. Say it wouldn't shock me if Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat have the same kind of years as Moro Ojimo and Kendra Colbert. Love it. Last year. I like that. That's, that. that's huge because we already know that the trenches are where everybody gets down. Right? Like that's where everything starts mm-hmm. and finishes. If your trenches are good, you got an opportunity to do some amazing things. If you're not good on either the offensive or defensive line, it's definitely going to be a long season. True that. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, what you got coming up for the people on Hard Knock Live? I'm going to talk a little bit since tonight is opening night That's for right. the minor leaguers, Round Rock Express. Shout out. I want to talk about something that I dealt with the entire time as a professional baseball player. It's not always the glory that everybody thinks it is, but I want to talk about how the financial gain has now helped some of these guys where they're not having to work as hard during the offseason. Mm, straight cash, homie. Yes, sir. Finally. Finally. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up Hard Knock Life right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike. 
You have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick Davis gives you a lot of local artists and where they'll be performing this weekend. Patrick does a great job with that. And you can follow me at Hardball Hards, at Hardball Hards. You can follow my man Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass, at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about this because we've been talking a lot about the baseball season. And, by the way, Texas Longhorn baseball can be heard right here on 104.9, starting at 545, our man Craig Way is up in Oklahoma State Stillwater, and he'll be bringing you all the action. Also, I want to shout out to the women, uh, the softball team. They are playing at uh, OU this weekend, and they'll be heard on 1260. If I'm 105.3 not, the Bat. Oh, 105.3 the Bat. Sorry about that. 105.3 the Bat. So make sure you tune in and check them ladies out in this, as they continue on their hot road. But they're playing against the number one team in the nation, the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, but as I was talking about, you know, Major League Baseball started their season yesterday. Minor leagues are going to start their season today. I'll be out at the Round Rock Express tonight Shout checking out, out the uh, Express as they take on the isotopes. But one of the things that have happened – over uh, that happened yesterday, as a matter of fact, that minor league baseball and major league baseball struck a deal, uh, a tentative deal on Wednesday on the first collective bargaining agreement between the sides. Remember, a few years ago, there was a lawsuit that was filed because it was an antitrust lawsuit because the minor league system has been they've been underpaid for a long, long time. For a very long time. And for somebody that played minor league baseball for a very long time, I know what it's about. I was fortunate enough. I was drafted pretty high. So my my contract was set up a lot different than others. But my best friend, Tyrone Horn, uh, who ended up hitting for a home run cycle, his contract was not set up the same way mm-hmm. that mine was. And and that's very unfortunate because he was a very talented player and he had to wait till his free agency year at year six where he really started to make some money. And again, that's very unfortunate, not only because of the talent that he was, but just because of the wages that we were making yeah. at the very beginning. There was uh, my very first contract, aside from my signing bonus, I was making 800 bucks a month. And wow. yeah, eight hundred bucks a month as a professional athlete, and they paid for like, nothing. They paid for everything. They paid for nothing. Mills? You were still getting no. You were still getting docked money because of the living arrangements that were prior made. Right. Man, it's crazy. So it it's it was very and it, it it was a very bad situation, especially for those that are 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 not coming from a lot of money during yeah. that time. And again, going back to the NIL deal, your boy would have been here if I'd have known all that stuff. But, <laughs> but as you started to look at it and during those times, I ended up being on the major league roster and things changed after that point. 
But if I wasn't ever on that roster, things would have been different. You'd have stayed in terms of your status as a minor player. As a minor player. leaguer player, yes. Yeah. And none so, of the other stuff kicks in. And none of the privileges the and all the other things. Okay. Exactly. The the medical insurance throughout Ooh. the time. And so all these different things that That's as a big. young player you're not thinking of. Yeah. So now the minor leaguers and the major leaguers have now agreed on a bunch of different things. So here's the biggest thing for me. As a complex league player, and this is per year now. This mm-hmm. is per year, not per month. Yep. This is per year. It went from $4,800, again, per year. Per year. Thank you. That's crazy. Think, of, think yeah, about that. I, it, it can't, it, right now, I can't fathom you it. You can't even I'm fathom it. Like, exactly. And you're, and you're playing a sport. Where you see the money, so when the ver- I'll get into it in a minute, but the very first year it's a complex year. That's the rookie ball. That's extended spring training. That's your the bare minimum, the minor, minor, minor league. Mm-hmm. It went from forty eight hundred bucks to nineteen hundred. I mean nineteen thousand eight hundred dollars. Okay, so that's a huge increase. That's outstanding. Mm-hmm. That is outstanding. Then you look at single A, eleven thousand dollars. To twenty six thousand now, high A single A high A eleven thousand twenty seven thousand three hundred mm. from double A you went from thirteen thousand eight hundred to now you're making thirty thousand two hundred and fifty triple A now you are making from seventeen thousand five hundred now you're making thirty five thousand dollars. So that's a huge, it huge a increase, yeah. and it changes your 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 way of living. Mm-hmm. And now it's not only from – because also people don't understand this. You go to spring training as a non-major league player, you're not getting paid stipends. You're not getting paid all this money, right? So you're getting paid – they'll pay for your meals, they'll pay for your food for lunch, and they'll have dinner for you at the complex. But outside of that – you're not getting anything. You're not getting nothing. So now they've all changed that as well. Hmm. So now you're starting to make money. Now they're giving you money from March all the way until uh, Thanksgiving now. Okay. Season's over. You've already got it. The, everything's done. Now it is so you're, – you're making a decent living so, now. Yeah, at least it's a, and livable, now can, a livable wage. A livable wage. <laughs> not only that, are you having a livable wage – now you're not having to go and do all these other odd jobs mm-hmm. to try to make ends meet. And think about some of the people that they get married when they're in college mm-hmm. sometimes and oh, yeah. as soon as they get out. And by the time they get out, you're trying to chase your dreams. But your wife is like, say, dog, hey, we got bills, bills is due. Bills, bills, yeah, bills. Yeah, exactly. And you think you're going to live this lavish lifestyle. And they used to tell us in the very mm-hmm. beginning, they were like, the reason why we're not paying you guys mm-hmm. all this money is because we want you hungry. I'm like, literally? Or are you trying to, <laughs> like, because well, I'm starving over here, bro. I'm famished. I'm famished out here. So it is a, it, it has been a um, really, really getting after it. And I was fortunate enough, as I said, I was on the other side of it to where I was, I was drafted high, so I had a little cash there. But then I was also on a major league roster, mm-hmm. so my negotiation tactics were a little bit different compared to some of those other guys that yep. were trying to fight their way up. But I also ended up having to go play independent ball because I ended up getting hurt and teams didn't want to take a chance. So mm-hmm. I had to go prove myself again. So my negotiation for independent ball was different because back then 
because we talked to Brandon Phillips when he came in here, former major leaguer that bought an independent team yeah. and was a player during mm-hmm. that time. The finances were totally different. So they couldn't pay a big-name guy to come and play for them because he would eat up all the money, almost like NFL. The wages is like, well, you're yeah. paying that guy all that money. Mm-hmm. He's on your team, but your team ain't winning. So you got to try to balance it out. So there were always little things. You yep. hit a home run. You make your appearances. Doing all this stuff. Yeah. There was a lot of incentives mm-hmm. that were there. But it's so much better now for these kids and these young uh, players that are chasing their dreams where they're not – really trying to struggle because there were times when I was living with people, we had four and five people living in a house and it wasn't even a big enough house for all of us. We had roommates and it was about me. That's why me and my boy Tyrone Mm. are so close because we played every level together and we lived together every step of the way. That's wild. No matter what team Hmm. we went to, we were roommates and Hmm. we were on the same team. And that is very rare. That is Very a, rare in this game, mm. and it it it's it's entertaining to me. I love the game of baseball. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I've made a ton of friends. I've got a ton of connections. I stay in the game. I'm still involved in the game. But finally, the people in the minors are getting their just fruits. I mean, it's not even – I mean, you know, we're talking about these numbers, but they're still not great numbers. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like they can just, honestly, just be minor league baseball players and focus on that. Most of these guys still got to grind and get another job. Teach lessons, coach, select teams during the fall. They got to be hustle men in the offseason. They got to go be hustlers. And and that's the thing that now they don't have to hustle near as as hard. And they can still have time for their regular lives. But I'm here to tell you, there were times where your boy was struggling. <laughs> there was try there were time for there was times where my man I told you, my boy hit a solo two run, three run, and a grand slam in one game in San Antonio. <laughs> and he didn't want to play that day. He didn't want to go eat because he ran out of his meal money because of our road trip oh, because man. we went out the night before. Okay. But I had enough money that I was like, hey, dog, you're going to eat. I'm <laughs> telling you that right now. We finna eat, bro. Don't yeah. worry about Might that. Might be dollar menu, Yeah, but, but we, we finna eat. eat. That's right. That's right. And there were many times where I've seen other guys, too, that were just like, hey, well, can we go to the field now? Mm. Because I want to have the meal. Because we pay. We got to still pay Cub House dues. And you get a chance to eat what the clubby gets you. Yep. But sometimes that's not enough either. You, I mean, I did an interview with Joel Klatt, who, by the way, was a minor league baseball player before he was a, before he came back to play quarterback at um, Colorado. We had a conversation one day, and he said, "I went and had my uniform on. I talked to the clubby. I said, hey, can you go get us? Uh, can you go? Where's the Where's the spread for pregame?' He's like, I don't.'" We're we're out of it. Your guys have already ate it. Joel and I've done this too. We stood in line in the concession stand before the game to get food from the concession workers. And I always had a couple friends that were <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? Yeah, no doubt. And 
she was always nice. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Friends with benefits? Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Food benefits. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude. Food benefits are sometimes are better than sex exactly. benefits. Exactly. When you're, when, you're like when you're broke, and I've been broke a couple of times in my life. I've been broke oh, plenty. Oh, man. When, yeah. you, when you end up with a friends with benefits who works at like the Chili's, and then she'll hook you up <laughs> yeah. with also some free meals when she comes over for oh, the benefits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You be close to trying to marry that yeah, girl. Yeah, I'm like, damn, you doing good, girl. You head over heels. Good. Exactly. Yeah. No, trust like, you the best. Yes. Yeah. Oh, women do it with like men DJ all the time. DJ Khaled. Yeah, men. Women do it with men all the time. You're oh, a free yeah. meal. Oh, so, yeah. So y'all may have some benefits, have some fun. Y'all Netflix and chill. But yeah. You also. I need you to order that pizza. <laughs> I need you to order that pizza. I need you to order <laughs> that pizza. You say you gonna get it to go. Yeah. yeah. Get get two of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get two too. of them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I'm happy for these guys to actually get this opportunity. I'm glad that Major League Baseball has looked at the minor league system as somebody <laughs> that is a feeder. And yep. not not somebody that's just down there. I had to go through the grind. I had to do that. Mm-hmm. I remember the very first strike I was a part of, and I'm sitting there listening. I'm in all these these union meetings, and I'm looking at these dudes, and I'm like, bro, you just pulled up in a Lamborghini, bro. Come on, man. And I'm sitting here trying <laughs> to figure out if I'm going to get soup and a sandwich at spring training. And you talking about and you talking about and you talk about nah man, we're gonna tough this out. We're gonna sit this thing out because you guys, we're doing this for you. And I'm like, I get it. Now now after I look back at it and I saw what these guys are now starting to get. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Kenny Kenny Sims tells me all the time about the time that he's got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. When he was, you know, dealing with the strike as the guy yep. that was a number one overall pick, and you going through all this stuff, and what these guys got after him because he sacrificed. No doubt, it's a totally different conversation. That's why people want more Jackson to essentially sacrifice his potential exactly. future earnings. One hundred percent, because they're saying, "Hey, man, somebody's got to draw the line. If exactly. somebody doesn't draw the line, then the future generations it. are going to lose out because exactly. everybody can't do it." One hundred percent. Like I can do it. I can do it. I'm a, I'm gonna be all right in the end, but some of y'all are never gonna be okay. You're never gonna get to this point. If we don't at one point try to change the system, exactly. got to change it. Exactly. And so I no, I'm with you, man. That's a that I I, I know some guys who have. You know, essentially made their livelihood as minor league yep. baseball players. Yep. It is tough. It's 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 real hard, bro. It's, it's real tough. hard. It's tough. Tell me, I've been through it. I went through it. Yeah, I tough. played at a very high level, but I also went through that point where I got released, I got re-signed, I got traded, I got sent to another team. I had to go play independent ball twice. Because I had to go and reinvent myself because mm. of the struggle. And then I got signed back again. And it was like a lot of guys don't get those opportunities. I've had opportunities to go overseas and play. Some of my best friends have gone over to Japan and made a ton of money. And they said, I will never want to come back to the United States to play because over there they, you were I made money. He was valued. Exactly. Were valued. Yeah. Exactly. So there's mm. so much that have had gone through it, but I'm thankful that a lot of these guys now, I mean, you're at AAA, you're making at least 35 k you're not having to stay with other people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You can have your, your own place. You can have your own You can have time. a life. You can have a life. It's not, I mean, yeah, you can everybody have a life. wants to devote themselves to their craft, no but doubt. You, get, you want to have a life, too, and be able to uh, actually, you know, because they, they said a lot of these guys have families. Exactly. You're going to be able to help support your wife and support your kids, that kind of stuff, too. Because they, it's a hard life for them to follow you 
yep. or to try to be near oh, you man. when you're a minor league baseball player. Exactly. Because it's you it's know. like you can come up, but you're gonna pay for yourself, girl. <laughs> man, you come see me, but you're paying for yourself at this uh, point. No doubt. You gotta let your boy get to the next level before I start paying for it. <laughs> Love this texture. Good friend of mine from high school worked at Sonic. Friend in quotes with food benefits yep. ain't a bad arrangement at all. <laughs> no, nothing exactly. wrong with that at all. I think we've all been there before. Nothing exactly. wrong with that. Uh, all right, we come back. Um, you know what? Nothing wrong with adding strippers to the entertainment <laughs> package at your local NBA game. We'll discuss this uh, coming up on Off the Record right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. D.D. Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain bag comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. All right, this next story is being reported by a local news uh, in Chicago. I'll give you uh, the local news here in a second so I'll make sure I give them props. I'll give it to you after we hear the clip. Uh, but I don't, I don't need to set it up for you because it's all self-contained. <laughs> and it is one of the greatest sports stories of 2023. Enjoy. Some wild off the court, off the court action spotted at the Bulls game. Yeah, that's Bulls game. Putting it politely, the people who rented the suite say a stripper was there for fun, and they weren't trying to offend anyone. There were more than just balls bouncing at the United Center. What you think I'm kidding? Baggy clothes with your balls. Let's make the world. This video from inside a 200-level suite has gone viral. That's what we really do. The stripper in the video really did it. Splits, twerking, you name it. So spicy, we can't show it to you. I hear you like strippers and it was your idea to bring a stripper on. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a stripper to entertain guests for Jazzy's 32nd birthday. The Chicagoan says she always does it big for her birthday. We all like family and friends. We're very close. We all been friends for 10 years plus. So we very close, but we just party. When we, when we be together, we have a good time. Alongside her, Marcus, her friend, that serves as the designated money thrower and the party planner. The fans was holding their hands up. There was others. Catching money from Marcus. Yeah, yeah. While the Bulls took on the Lake Show at the UC, the stripper put on a show for all to see. Play with one of them G's, you gonna see a hundred joints. The United Center issuing a statement saying we are aware of the video from last night's game. This is a clear violation of our fan code of conduct and premium seating decorum. We do not condone this behavior and have taken appropriate steps to address the matter. The renters of the suite tell me they were not kicked out and will always keep the party going. If people got to make it all blown out of proportion and all that, man, they just never live, man. I guess I've never lived then. <laughs> I'm with you. That is the best part of the whole clip is the end. I guess they just never live then. Yes. Amen, brother. They have never lived. Gentlemen, first of all, it was Fox 32 in Chicago. God bless these ladies. They did. They should they win did an award. Great war. They, they should win an award war. for this story. It is fantastic. The, the presentation. Yeah, whoever edited that together. Oh. oh. 
It's great, right? Just yeah, amazing. The little clips of like the actual strip club music they put in there. That oh, is outstanding. It, it really was. They did. They they knew they were going to go viral. They're like, guys, if we play it right, we're going viral with this one. This well is done. what we need. This is what we All need. All right, now I need to know how you guys feel about actual the actual situation of bringing your own strippers to a basketball arena when you have sweet access. Is this something you think? Should become normal. Should no. be something that they should. No, no. no? It's a family friendly event. Oh, come that's on. like taking it to. That's like taking it to a restaurant. If you want to go to somewhere that's twenty one and up, have fun. But if you want to go to somewhere where there's children, you should not be. You should not be doing this. All right, they set the rules. Well, what, I'm just mad about, that the name of the stripper was Jazzy, and that's my daughter's name. I think that. <laughs> I'm like that made me mad right there. I think there. they were celebrating Jazzy's birthday. Well, I mean, and I Jazzy, celebrated her birthday well, too, but we didn't have them come to the arc party. Also, also, this yeah, I'm not, I'm not thrilled because Jazzy's 32 and he's got enough money to get a suite, which I can't hey. afford. And bring strippers, which I can't I, afford. Exactly. I'm like, whoa, whoa, they balling, by the way. Are yeah, they rappers? They're drug dealers. Yeah, they are. Those well, are drug dealers. No, they, they balling. They, they are rappers. They're doing they're rappers. They yeah, are Jazzy rappers. ain't got no tracks out. Maybe, they, <laughs> hey, you know what? May, hey, maybe they're in the tech world. We don't know. They could be in the tech world. Wow, exactly. yeah, like, you're right. Like, Jazzy's doing some code. <laughs> He's in charge of the software. <laughs> they might be programmers. I have no idea. But I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Someone said they should install curtains. They should. Because Patrick's point is a valid one about the kids. I agree. I I don't want kids being exposed to it if they don't have to. And I, if you, if you bring your kids to a game, you shouldn't have to worry about that. So curtains, so we can have the ladies. Who, uh, they can be dressed. They can be dressed <laughs> until they get to the actual suite, and then we can get the party started. Curtains. I don't give a damn about watching the game anymore. I got TVs in the suite. Was it? Let's get it, it uh, Is it Skydome? Is that the one that has a hotel no, attached yeah, to it? The, yes, yes. And that that one they'll get in trouble Toronto. because people go up to the hotel rooms and do stuff in there. Oh, up against they, the get, they definitely get it popping. That's yeah. wow. In there. So That's they'll do it there. Cool. But it's in Canada, and, so they I don't promise care you, they wow. lived. They were, you know what I'm saying? They lived. Can we make that a drop on the show? Oh, I guess they just haven't lived in. Oh, that is brilliant. Guys, that's what, that's what we talk about strippers a lot, because unless you're hanging out with strippers, you haven't lived, apparently. Uh, we've There's all, so much money that guy had to spend in one night. They had a true. designated. He had it, though. He was a party planner and money thrower. Is that on the business card? Yes. That's the in-depth reporting. She found out who the money thrower was. He was designated uh, to make it rain. I love That's these people, point. and I want them at every Chicago Bulls game. <laughs> I, I want them there. This is what I wish was I could have Was that sponsored by Blue Chew? <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> there you go. If I was still, you know what? If I was rich and famous, I would be upset with myself for not doing this first. Well, you couldn't have been a minor <laughs> league baseball player because you wouldn't have been <laughs> able to do that. You'd be making it rain, making <laughs> it drizzle. Oh, man, you'd be hitting her making with pennies. She'd be hurting. Like, oh. She'd be like, why is this a hailstorm? <laughs> <laughs> She'd be picking uh, those, picking up those dollars. Yeah, oh, you're right. She would be picking up them dollars. All right, good job there, Patrick, for editing the audio for us. All right, we come back. Uh, we'll get into a little uh, NFL news notes and nuggets. There's some pro days we got to get into. Mike McCarthy sitting Dak down to talk about them picks. Come on, man. Uh, also, a former Dallas. Cowboy heading to another team. We'll get into that. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, not